In this episode of the Unfold the Soul, bless his heart, leadership podcast, we got hiring season, excitement in the air, baby. And I got a little bit of advice for those of you going out on interviews. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. I spent the majority of the day working to set the table for my next two major hires, literacy coach and assistant principal. I got the great news about my assistant principal posting. It's going to happen sometime in the next couple of days while school is in session. As of now, no one knows, as far as I know, that Linda, the AP sent to me, from another school is retiring. I mean, she's not even gonna work here for a day. I wanna be a fly on the wall when that announcement comes forth. I wanna see people's reactions when they find out we have a vacancy and that I'm interviewing for said vacancy. That's one level of drama. The second level of drama will come when staff hears that Jeannie, our fifth grade teacher, will interview for the position. Man, oh man. As an aside, uh, newsflash for candidates hoping to transfer within district. Don't lead any conversation about transferring schools with, I want to transfer to your school because it has one level. I have bad knees and need one level to walk on. I hope I don't sound arrogant when I say that she didn't once talk about wanting to work with me or anyone in particular on staff just that our school has one level. Start with the crown. right baby let's get into this hey just a heads up season two is winding down Um, i know you listen to these podcast episodes whenever you're able but i'm recording this on june 7th and at the end of june i'm gonna take the summer off july and august and we'll come back for season three in september so just a heads up For those of you who are newer to the podcast, it'll give you a chance to go back and catch up. All right, let's get to it, baby. Let's get to it. There is an excitement with hiring season. I mean, you know, I'm at the worst performing elementary school in the district and the worst performing district in the greater Atlanta area. And just the idea of being able to turn some staff over is super exciting. And in this entry, I'm looking at two pretty significant positions. I mean, our literacy coach, it's going to be huge because, shit, I mean, we have such paltry reading statistics that we need someone really good in the position. And of course, you know, my right hand, my work wife or work husband, the AP, and, you know, my current AP is a wonderful man. And I say that with every ounce of sincerity and genuineness a wonderful man but uh but not uh, not an effective ap 
I'm just I'm trying to find some fancy ass words for it or something. It's just the truth. And so I am very excited about the possibility. And between the last journal entry and this one, you know, around this time, my one of our fifth grade teachers, uh, and I'm going to say her name shit because she's she's a badass. Um, um, at the time, her name was Jeannie Lynch. She was our fifth grade teacher, excellent math teacher, great people skills, the whole nine. And she's interested in leadership. And I am interested in hiring her. And listen, I uh, I know the challenges of being a school administrator at the school where you taught. I mean, my first assistant principal position was at the school where I was I was birthed. I mean, this is where I started my career. And so I know the challenges of it. And there are challenges. I mean, having to, you know, provide constructive feedback to a staff member who mentored you uh, is, is, is really tricky. But I'm telling you right off, Jeannie has all the goods. All of the goods. And um, so I'm super excited about the possibility of she and I partnering to, to move our school forward. So I was pumped about that. And of course, you know, a little dramatic part of me was like, I, I can't wait for all of the uh, scuttlebutt around that vacancy. Because up to now, everybody's assuming that the former principal and former AP who was assigned to our school when our current AP was moved, who's going to be our AP next year. So that's just an exciting time. And, you know, when you are in the midst of leading that school and it is like a day-to-day grind that these these little pokes of daylight and strong sun rays coming through, man, they just give you hope. They just give you hope. And so I was very very excited about that and then the (laughs) phone call I got that afternoon I'm sorry I want to transfer to your school because it has one level that makes me think about a couple of things that I'm going to hit on very quickly one is that something you're communicating to all the schools that you're interested in that have one level if I wonder if that candidate were walking into a high performing school that had one level would that be her opening salvo would that be the first foot she uh, you know you step forward you know put your best foot forward would would that be the, the, the foot she puts forward I don't know if you see what I'm getting at but I always, I believe everything is a dance, right? So when she asks a question like that, one, I'm just like, I'm blown away. It's insulting. Like, and how do you even have a job? And who is, who in your life is not uh, counseling you or, or mentoring you? But I also think about this. Is there something about our school that makes her think that question is okay? Yeah, that I'm thinking about that on a systemic level, like as a, as our organization. But I was thinking about that in my personal life. Um, sometimes, you know, there are people in your life you could say 
X, Y, and Z to, and then other people in your life, you would never say that to. And sometimes it's because of what the person gives off, for better or worse. So I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to look at her comment and make it all about her. Because we all get cues and we get signals from all over that clue us in on how we can communicate with the other party. And a part of me wondered if there was something about our school, whether it's our reputation, um, our standing in the district, whatever it was, like what made her think that was okay? And are we giving something off that says you can come and ask some bullshit like that? That is crazy, crazy. And again, a part of me just wonders, you know, because I, I, I believe in that. I know I've done this with uh, in another episode about that that reflective eye. And as a leader, I'm always thinking about what have I done or not done to cause this situation? What have I said or not said to cause that situation? What have I confronted or not confronted to cause this situation? So I can't help once I get past uh, gossiping about how trifling that was, right? And just and just ripping that person you know, in my own head and perhaps with another colleague, I'm asking myself, was there something about us? Is there something about our school that makes her think it's okay to ask a trifling ass question like that? And the great thing about those types of reflective questions is um, it, it helps you understand that that life is a, it's a dance, like a dichotomy, you know, there's a lot, a lot of cause and effect. Not that everything that happens to you is a result of something you're giving off, but I always want to consider that, right? Because I don't ever want to be so turned away from the mirror that I don't take responsibility for some things. I know there are some things that happened at our school that year uh, because of energy I gave off, things that were positive. I also know that because of my you know, the lack of follow-up, follow-through, mistakes I've made. It also sent another message about what we could do at our school. And, um, you know, I was never... So So here's just a quick aside, and I'm going to wrap this thing up. Because I have a flight to catch. I'd have to leave in like 10 minutes. So last week's episode was don't do a podcast on two and a half hours sleep. And this one is don't do a damn podcast when you got a flight to catch within a half hour. Anyway, here's my point. Sometimes, you know, we we give off energy and I I don't know. I want to know about that. Listen, I am uh, I'm self-employed. My work is my whole life is a calendar um, efficiency. I have an assistant. Um, I work with pretty tight time frames. And because of that, I've developed a muscle about being on time. I'm on time. I'm not that guy that's like 20 minutes early. Like, I'm not that 20 minutes early means you're on time. I'm on time, though. However, I wasn't, that wasn't always the badge I wore, you know? Not that I was ever habitually late, but I was a little bit, probably a little bit laissez-faire, especially as an administrator, because you kind of got built-in excuses like, oh, I had to stop somewhere this morning. Oh, I had a meeting with so-and-so. Um, I got a phone call and got distracted. Whatever you want to come up with, you can bullshit yourself into uh, sounding like 
you know, your hours are flexible while your teacher's got to be there by 710, right? And so I was a little bit laissez-faire, a little bit mm, not as punctual as I am today in my last principalship. And I noticed when I tried to bring that same kind of, you know, it's all good, man. It's all right, man. Iry, everything cool. When I tried to bring that shit to this school, it got peeped out quick. And then folks were like modeling what I was modeling, which is rolling in late with some bullshit excuses. And I realized that if, if we want to give off this impression that we are a high performing school in spirit today and results tomorrow, then we got to model it. And I had to model it. And so that was not only a modeling call for me, but an integrity call as well, because to walk in and lie about some meeting that you really didn't have or, you know, something you kind of made up so you could slide in late, but you expect everybody to be on time. That's an integrity issue. That's bad. That's bad juju. That's bad karma, baby. And so I got much better at that. And I stopped bullshitting myself and stopped bullshitting the people I've worked with. And, you know, that was the only way I was able to confront issues of tardiness or not being on time or not following through. Like, how are you going to confront stuff you're not doing? And so, again, I know that my own initial laissez-faire kind of attitude about punctuality permeated my staff. And it may have kind of exacerbated things that already existed. And so in that sense, I'm not going to look at them and say, oh, hell, they're late all the time when I'm modeling some of that same stuff. And that's why when the teacher asked if we, when the first thing she said was, I'm going to come to your school because you got one floor, you know, I had to ask myself, are we giving something off that says it's okay? Do we seem desperate? Do we, do we come off as so bad off at our school that we'll just take anybody, including somebody who just damn wants one level because they got bad knees? You better get on with that. We don't have time for that. Anyway, I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it helps you reflect. We're winding down toward the end of the school year in the journal and in life. Start with the crown. Hey, my book, Ruthless Equity, Disrupt the Status Quo and Ensure Learning for All Students is out. It has been met with phenomenal response. I know this is less than humble, but uh, I prayed on it. And listen, our kids can't afford me to be humble. This book needs to be in the hands of every single educator without question. And that's not about selling books. That's about impact. I can make you one solid promise when you read this book. You will not utter the phrase, this book reminds me of another book I read. You will not utter that phrase. Ruthless Equity is my defining work. It's everything I believe, everything I know. It will change the game. It clarifies equity, which has been pulled in 500,000 different directions. So pick up your copy now. You can find it on Amazon.com. Just search Ruthless Equity, Ken Williams. Or I've got a large amount of demand for signed copies. If you want a signed copy 
of Ruthless Equity. Go to my website, unfoldthesoul.com. Go to the store in the menu tab and order Ruthless Equity from my website. You'll see this information in, in the notes as well. Lastly, for schools and districts that would like to order 20 or more copies of Ruthless Equity, I am offering a 20% discount. That's 20% off of the list price if you order 20 copies or more. To do that, go to unfoldthesoul.com slash bulk20, the number two zero. It's unfoldthesoul.com slash bulk20. Get your copy of Ruthless Equity today. It is a game changer, baby. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.